Think you can remember five words? Now, now some, uh, the kids got it. The rest of you, let's try it again. Try. Uh, cl- cl- close your hand. You're doing it this way. Close your hand. Try to make a difference. Close your hand. Try to make a difference. One more time. Try to make a difference. Now, every time you get up in the morning, you see your hand, close it. Try to make a difference. Five words that will change your life. If you can't remember anything else from today, remember those five words. What are they? All right, thank you very much. I read with interest and fascination that youth have, uh, some youth really try to make a difference in their life, don't they? Some youth just have big ideas. Other youth have big ideas too, big ideas of popcorn and ice cream and 12 hours of watching TV every week. Other youth say, I want to do something, something that hasn't been done and challenge myself. And there's a lot of youth that are in between figuring life out. Do you know who Jordan Romero is? Does Mount Everest ring a bell? 29,035 feet, age 13 years old, from the wonderful state of California. Just a couple of months ago, climbed Mount Everest. I got tired just thinking of it. 13 years old, scaling Mount Everest. Making a difference. How about Amy Sunderland? Amy Sunderland. It was indeed January 23, 2010, when she set out from the west coast of California with a plan, 16 years old. Do you know the plan? She was going to do something, make a difference, try something she'd never tried before. She was going to sail around the world, solo, non-stop. Whoa! I'd be challenged to sail between two ports that are two miles apart. Can you imagine setting out to sail around the world? Parents, you're already getting nervous, aren't you? (laughs) What are your kids going to come up with after listening to that? Mom, I think I'd like to walk across America. Dad, I think I'd like to invent something that hasn't been invented. Sometimes we limit ourselves by what we've seen in the past. Other times, people catch a vision of what might be done. Have I ever wanted to uh, scale Mount Everest? Probably not. Do I want to make a difference in life? Absolutely. Notice that I added the words try to. Did Amy Sunderland achieve her goal of sailing around the world? To that I say, you know what? Try again. Try again. You will try things and they won't work. To that, tell yourself, try again. Try to make a difference. We have missionaries from our own church that have spent a year overseas, returning, when when is Diane returning? Four days returning from a year. Yeah, let's give give her a hand now.
Let's give her a, a warm hug next week if she's here. I thought about my message today, and I said normally I prepare about 60 pages, and I was wondering why I ended up with six. I know now why. But if you're 20 years and younger, I want you to listen carefully, because if you listen to the message carefully, this message will last about 60 or 70 years, as opposed to a message designed for somebody a little older that it might last for 15 or 20 years. Now, those of you that are 16 to 17 caught that real quickly. The rest will catch it about Tuesday. Nonetheless, uh, our word today is taken from uh, John chapter 14. John chapter 14. In John chapter 14, 1 through 6, you'll find there the teaching of Jesus. He starts out in John chapter 14, verse 1, with the words, Let not your heart be what? Let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And you can read the rest of the verses. I find it interesting that he starts out with, Let not your heart be troubled. Why? You, you probably have concentrated on the following verses, and even in verse 6, and kind of skipped over those first words. Let not your heart be troubled. It's almost like, don't worry. So what do you do? You worry. And it's almost like, what, is, what does this mean? Let not your heart be troubled. I'm going to suggest to you today that Jesus was saying, let not your heart be troubled, because their hearts were indeed what? Troubled. You're in trouble, but let not your heart be troubled. And I scratch my head and I say, how does that work? You know, I'm in trouble, but let not your heart be troubled. He's saying, let not your heart be troubled. Trust in me, and here's the reasons why you can trust in me. And I'm going over the middle verses right down to verse 6 for saliency uh, sake today. Verse 6 says, Jesus said, I am what? The way, the truth, and the life. Well, that really fits. Six words that'll change your life. Let's see. Try to make a difference. Now, we're, we're one finger short on the other hand. The way, the way, the truth, the... Eleventh finger is life. Okay? So, ten fingers. You can remember that pretty easily. Jesus said, I am the way. Uh, what did he mean? We, we know that the way is through Jesus and that we ought to... Uh, live our lives in the, in the way that Jesus wants us to live them. Have you ever been lost? How many of you have ever been lost? How many? <laughs> there isn't an adult mailman raising his hand. <laughs> How many of you women know your husband's been lost, but he's afraid to admit it? When, when I think of being lost, I think of the time when I was about four years old. Mom said, I'm going grocery shopping with three kids in tow. And she turned the corner. I didn't see her, and she was gone. And a grocery store is a real big place when you're only about this tall. You look up and down, and the minutes seem like hours, and she turns the corner, and you go racing to her, and she wipes the tears from your eyes. Have you ever been lost? Being lost is a scary thing. But the truth in life is we probably feel that we're close to God, but occasionally are lost. Lost in, that, uh, lost in drifting away from Him. 
lost in being off the path, sometimes not intentionally, sometimes intentionally turning our back and saying, I've got a better plan for my life than God has. He says, I am what? I am the way. Now, if you're going to New York, for those of you that are uh, middle-aged and above, you would typically get out a road map. And you would look in, okay, north goes up on the old-fashioned maps, and uh, you, you, plot, you plot your way. You can get on the road and just head any old, way, any old place uh, down a road that you want, but if you want to get to New York, you'll take uh, a certain route according to the map. Now, things have changed, of course. You've got the GPS in your phone, so uh, the younger generation doesn't rely, maybe even use maps any day, but they follow the GPS. But Jesus said, I am the way. You have to understand that in context. In the time of Christ, did they have atlases? Did they have atlases? No. Did they have GPS? No. Did they have freeways? Did they have street signs? Probably not. Have you ever lived in a county or city or rural America where there were no signs? Oh, some of you are smiling. Yes, and you remember when they transitioned from horseback to automobiles. Before the street signs and the road maps, I see some of you smiling. But have you ever lived in a place where there's no signs? How would you, how would you find out how to get from the center of town to um, the Anderson's house five miles east? If you ask a local person, you'd say, well, you go two miles to the big red barn, and you walk a mile and a half past the green mailbox, and then take a left, and you'll end up where you want to be. Now, you smile, and you've heard those directions. The only problem is when I hear those directions, and I've worked in places where there are no signs or roadmaps, I only remember half of them. And I get halfway through now, was that a, a big red house? Or was it a big red barn? Was it a mailbox or an old car I was supposed to be looking for? It was even worse in the time of Jesus. Because in the time of Jesus, there were no uh, real roads. Most of them were paths and unmarked streets. So Jesus was simply saying, if you want to go someplace, guess what? I won't give you the directions. Just come with me. I'll show you the way. I will take you there. Now, what would you rather have? A map or GPS or Jesus as your guide? What would you rather have? Figuring life out on your own? Studying for school? Trying as hard as you can? Or having Jesus come alongside you and say, I'll guide and I'll lead you? Why, of course, you'd rather have Jesus sitting beside you, wouldn't you? And at age 14, at age 10, at age 8, at age 6, Parents will think, well, they're too young. Some of them, they don't understand. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. God needs every one of you. Hear me clearly. He's the way. Second part of the verse is what? He's the truth. There's a lot of things in the world today that claim to be truth. You can figure out truth by listening to your friends. You can figure out truth by getting on the Internet. You can figure out truth because it's all relative. Whatever's popular must be true. But is it true? 
Scripture says, John chapter 17, I think it's 17. Sanctify them through thy word. What? Thy word is truth. He's the way. Where is truth found? Okay. Where is truth found? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But the the word is truth. He being the word, the word of scripture is truth. You want to find out truth? You want to find out your place of origin? How you came about? Go to the word. You want to find out your destiny? Go to the word. You want to find your your place uh, of morals? Go to the word. When you're making decisions, go to the word. When others tell you to do this, it doesn't matter in life. Go to the word. Go to the word in prayer and say, Lord, guide me. You are the way. You are the truth. Thy word, Psalm 119, verse, I believe it's 11, says, Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. I have hid thy word where? In my heart. So we have the way. We have the truth of Scripture and hiding that word in our heart. Will it transform our lives? Absolutely. The third piece. The third piece. Uh, the third piece, Jesus said, I am, I am the way. I am the truth. I am what? The life. The life piece is Jesus leading us into a good, prosperous life. A life of, of making a difference. Because you are called today, young men and young ladies, to make a difference. You're not just called to be popular. You're not just called to get good grades. You're called to make a difference for Jesus. You're called to reach people in your classroom that old folks like me will never reach. You're called to make a difference in your word, in your character, and in your actions. There's a red box behind me. Did you notice it? Oh, wait a minute. I think, it has a, I think it has an illustration in it. It's kind of an unusual box. It's an illustration of making a difference and goodness in life. The doorbell rang one evening, and the owner of the house thought maybe, maybe it was another pesty door-to-door salesman. Some of you may recognize this box here. Anybody admit to that? Anybody admit to that? Good. You can, I'm not going to embarrass you at all, I promise. It's a good thing. So the rest of you can admit to it later. The doorbell rang and the box was left on the door. The owner came to the door, opened the door, and all he heard was the uh, feet don't clatter, but the stomping of feet around the corner, couldn't find anybody, didn't know what was in the box. Wondering, uh, when you find a mysterious box on your doorstep, you, you wonder exactly what it's all about. You wonder if you should call 911, have the bomb squad come out and pick it up. Um, but since they rang the bell and you could hear them and look, out, look down the street and see the, the taillights just light up and you hear a bunch of laughing, uh, somebody's having a lot of fun. So imminent destruction probably is not going to happen. The box was gingerly carried into the house, uh, addressed to the owners of the house, and wondering what was in there, they opened it at the appropriate time as something about pathfinders. Anybody here named pathfinders? 
Oh, there's, there's a few. Oh, yes. So, address from the Pathfinders. What do we find in there? Hmm. Doing good things, making a difference. We find a mug of hot chocolate, a string of Christmas lights, some things to read, some other very thoughtful things. Hmm. Why would anybody do that? Puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. They're all busy. Oh, but the rest of the story, as they scurried away, they couldn't see the smile it brought to the people that live there. Just the thoughtfulness of making a difference, of living the life of Jesus by bringing goodness into another person's life, touched their hearts, and a little tear came to their eyes and said, oh, we love those people so much. So, if your name is Pathfinder, on behalf of the recipients, I say thank you very much. Continue to make a difference. Yes, indeed. We have seen that Jesus is the way. We have seen that Jesus is the truth, that Jesus is the life of goodness that goes beyond us to make a difference in the lives of others. So I challenge you, I challenge you today, try to make a difference. One more thing to add. Okay, kids, you can stay with me. To the neighbor next to you, Now, do this carefully so you don't connect with anybody else's chin. Try to make a difference. Now, close your hand. You know. Okay, found it. One more time, just for fun. Try to make a difference. Boom. All right. God will bless you as you do so, as you grow in the Lord Jesus Christ as you fill your life with goodness. Let's pray together. Father, indeed, you are the way. And we ask, Lord, that you will guide us. You are the truth. As you come beside us through your word, you share with with us the truth that we can place our lives and live our lives according to that truth. And you are the life. You are the life that is filled with goodness You are the life that fills us with your spirit. You are the life that empowers us to try to make a difference. So, Lord, bless us as we continue to open our hearts and our lives to you. We ask through Christ's precious name. Amen. Father, guide your people in your way, your truth, and your life. Keep them in your peace, guide them with your truth, and fill them with your spirit as they walk with you this week. We ask in Christ's precious name, amen.